Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Yep, I'm on. Hey, Joy Bells, guess what I did today? What did you do today? I got cupping done today. How did you like it? Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> amazing. You had I cupping, had cupping the cupping and the acupuncture at the same time. Girl, I woke up, I had drool running down my face. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had it on, for, on my back. You know how when you sit? in the desk all day in the middle of your back across the, yes. the middle yes it was on fire and she put those cups on oh my gosh it was amazing I was like I gotta do this again it was I was like which one I tell Julia Bells <laughs> I've been wanting to do it for a while but she the therapist suggested it I'm like sure yeah it was cool okay that's wonderful we're gonna go ahead and get started um mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Elder Joya, can you open us up in prayer, please? Yes. Father, we thank you for this time of Bible class. Father, I pray that you would have your way. Father, I pray that you allow our minds and our hearts to retain all the information that is shared on tonight. Let it resonate within our souls. Father, I pray that it will bring a deeper revelation of you and your word. Father, let not your word fall on deaf ears, but let it permeate even the very souls of, of, of us, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Um, I don't know whether the, the kids are on. Are they on? Are they chiming in? Make them chime in on our Bible study. But anyway, um, as you know, we've been going through the whole uh, holidays, feasts and holidays of the Bible. Um, we know that there were seven specific uh, holidays that the Lord had commanded the people of God to uh, to to, to uh, celebrate or commemorate annually. God instituted these holidays, and they were the Pesach, the Passover, the Hag Hagmasat, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Yom Habikurim, the Feast of First Fruits, the Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. And we went through all of them. We had a couple of other ones added in, you know, um, that we discussed as well. But those were the seven appointed ones. And also, um, these were the ones that God had commanded an assembly. That means the Jewish 
males had to go before, oh, I'm sorry, three of them, I'm sorry, not all of them, but three of them, the Jewish males had to go to Jerusalem to appear before the Lord. So, and that was the Hagmasat, the Hag, Hag, Hagmasat, which is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Shaviot, which is the Feast of Weeks, and the Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. Those were the three holidays that the Jewish men had to go pilgrimage into Jerusalem to appear before the Lord. Now, we talked about the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, we're going to go into the first fruits, and we're going to go into the um, Shavuot. Okay? Now, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I take that back. The Hagmagzat <laughs> was not... The Feast of Fruits. It's a Feast of Unleavened Bread. So, First Fruits, and we're going to talk about the Feast of Weeks, also known as Pentecost. And this is the one I was like, oh my God. So, let's take a recap. I'm going to take you back to the Passover so we can get a rounded uh, understanding of these holidays because they all, all three of the holidays line up with each other. And they're done at a specific time of the month. And I'm going to share my screen right now so we can show you. Is anyone trying to get in? Oh, Kyle. Mr. Kyle. Okay. So I'm getting ready to share my screen. Praise the Lord, Minister. Oh, I lost the tip to my pencil. All right, I'll find it. So I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Did you know I like to do that? Because I like to sound I like a real teacher. I try to be like a real teacher. And um, there we go. Now you see, I can even do this. This is so cool. Oh, cut it on. Hold on. There we go. Yeah, buddy, I got it now. <laughs> Um, as you can see, right, in this one, right over here, you see over here, see this? That's the Passover, the unleavened bread, and here's the first fruits. Now, the Passover was on the 14th of the month, the 14th day of the month of, it says Abib here, but it's also Nisan. Okay, Nisan, N-I-S-A-N, it's also known as Abib. And as you can see in the, in, in the center here, you see the Gregorian calendar. So you see what, exactly around about the time that these holidays took place. And it was, it's Passover, Easter. So on the 14th was Passover. We also know that all that would happen also on the 14th at Passover, that same night, Christ was crucified. The next day was the unleavened bread. Now, back in um, the book of Exodus, after they were released from Egypt, and we know about the Passover, where the plagues, after the 10 plagues hit the uh, Egypt and the children of Israel, Moses and Pharaoh, with the 10 plagues, the last plague was the firstborn to, to, be, to die. And God commanded the people of Israel to to, to sacrifice a lamb and to take the blood and, and apply it across the doorpost. That's why you see over here, you see this little door because it's a, mem it's a 
it kind of commemorates the, 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 the times when they had the great exodus out of Egypt. So a sacrificial lamb was slain and the blood was applied at the door. This holiday is celebrated every year during this time. And the way the timeline goes, it also ties in with Christ to show that also on Passover, Christ was crucified. He was our sacrificial lamb. And this is how all this ties in with Christ, his life. And it was just amazing how all this on the timeline added up to be on the same exact day. It's like, you cannot, it, you cannot tell me this is coincidence. This was all in the plan of God. The Passover, the sacrificial lamb, applying the blood to the doorposts, you know, and then we hear the, the scripture where it says, God says, Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. I mean, all these scriptures and all these things that happened in the Bible, it all lines up. You cannot tell me it's coincidence. So also the unleavened bread, that was the next day where they had to make bread and they couldn't put the leaven in it, the yeast were to rise because yeast today symbolizes sin. Christ was sinless. He was the unleavened bread. Now, just to give a recap of all of that, because I meant to bring that out and I, I, I don't know why I failed to, to uh, discuss that and to bring that point up that the reason for the Passover, the why they celebrated was their exodus out of Egypt, but what exists what significantly significantly happened was the fact that they applied the blood of us of a lamb that was without blemish and they took his blood and they applied it to the doorpost so now we talk about the unleavened bread we know about that that was this the seven days throughout the whole week of passover they were to eat unleavened bread and we knew we talked about what Leaven, you know, the yeast represented sin and how it's, you know, they, they did not put leaven in the bread for seven days to commemorate that journey that they took out of Egypt. So now we're going to talk about the Yom Habikurim. Yom Habikurim. There it goes. Sorry. That is the feast that the first fruits would take place right here on this week. Oh, saying the wrong thing. It's this over here. <laughs> okay. So um, what happened is on the feast, the first fruits. Hey, it's not showing. Am I still sharing my screen? Yes. Okay. I just uh, I made a mark on my screen and it didn't show on the, on the thing you guys looking at, but it's okay. But if you see right there, uh, the first fruits, it is pronounced Yam Ha Bikorim. And the scripture bases in Leviticus 23, 9 through 14. Can someone get that for me, please? Leviticus 23, 9 through 14. And can someone please read that? Please. Somebody, and let me call on you. I'm gonna call on you now if I have to.
think, hey. Leviticus, what was it again? 23, 9 through 14. Okay, I found it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Leviticus, you said Leviticus 23? Yes. Starting oh, at verse Lord. number nine. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I went to verse, the, to chap, chapter nine. I'm sorry. All right, 23, nine through 14. Here we go. All right, Leviticus 23, starting at verse nine. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel. And say to them, when you enter the land which I am going to give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheep of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheep before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now on the day when you wave the sheep, you shall offer a male lamb one year old without defect a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall then be two-tenths of an ephah, ephah of fine flour mixed with oil and offering by fire to the Lord for a soothing aroma. With this drink offering, a fourth of the hint of wine. Until this same day, until you have brought in the offering of your God, you shall eat neither bread nor roasted grain nor new growth. It is to be a perpetual statue, 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 throughout your generations and all your dwelling places. Thank you very much. So he um, basically wanted to, it talks about how the first fruit, how it's supposed to be um, honored, the process of it and everything that's supposed to be done. And um, so, all right, hold on, where's my thing, hold on. Sorry, I'm gonna open up my screen again. All right. Come back to me now. All right. So that's where that order or uh, the instructions from the Lord came concerning the Feast of Fruits. And that's the scripture basis. It's an offering of the first harvest of barley to the Lord as an act of dedicating the harvest to him. On Passover, on the day of Passover, which on the 14th, a specific sheaf of grain is bundled and left in the field. Okay. On the next day, it was cut down and prepared for offering. So the first day you bundle up a sheaf of, of uh, grain, you bundle like you kind of take a bunch of them, you wrap it up and leave it in the middle of the field. And then on the second day, you come back to it and you prepare it for an offering. You cut it and you prepare it for an offering. On day three, uh, which is Yom Habikorim, the priest waved the sheaf before the Lord. This act is continued every day until the seventh Sabbath, which is the 50th day, which is Pentecost. 
So counting the little tabs on here, if you count by where it says first fruit, you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you see Pentecost, right? Those every week, the priest did this. He waved an offering to the Lord every week. Um, and then the 50th day of it, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. It continued every day, not every week. Every day he did this. The priest did this every day. He would go out to the field and they would wave the sheaves of grain before the Lord every day until day 50, which was the seventh Sabbath, which is exactly 50 days from Passover, which is the Feast of Weeks or the Shavuot. Is that amazing? You cannot tell me that this is coincidental. So I have a question. Yeah. So we're, they're waving the sheet every day until the 50th day. Mm -hmm. So, but it also talks about bringing the, um, the, um, the lamb. So when do they sacrifice the lamb? Is it at the beginning? In the beginning. The, okay. In the beginning. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Because, see, you got to remember, um, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits were all celebrated at the same time. Remember, right. we called the Pesach. So, I, so the meal that they're talking about, the lamb, wait a minute, we go back to that. Let's go back to that. Let me make sure I'm, I'm saying it right. 23... 24 Passover, four through five. No, this is a different, this is a different lamb. Sorry. 23. Let's look at verse number. Let's go back to four. Verse number four. On the 14th day and on the 15th day of the month, Feast of Eleven Bread. Let's say you should have a holy congregation. You know, so will work. Lord, the Lord speaking and saying, the children of Israel come to the land. So wave she's before the Lord acceptable. Tomorrow she's having a piece of wave that you should offer the day. When you wave the sheaves on lamb without blemish of the first year. Before burnt offering unto the Lord. Yeah, that's only the day of the first fruits is when they do the, sacri the sacrifice of the lamb. So on Passover, they don't really, they don't have a lamb. They had this, remember they had that Seder? Remember the Seder meal? They had the lamb. Yes. They didn't have the lamb then. Right, they had the lamb right. at the first fruits. Okay. Okay. So they, they're slaughtering the lamb before they went. Hold on. Let me go back and read this again. I got it. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the lamb. I'm sorry. Um, 14... Green offering, uh, verse, verse 10, bring the sheaves in the first fruit of your harvest piece, you shall wave the sheaves of the of the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now, on the day when you wave the sheaves, you shall offer a lamb one year old. 
So the day that you wave the sheep, you shall offer a lamb. Huh. I would just wonder if it was every day or it was just the one time. That no. Was no. The waving of the sheaves you do, but the offering of the lamb is on that, that first day. Gotcha. Okay. All right, you good? Yes, I'm good. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, so let's look. I'm looking, I'm looking further down. Looks at look at verse number 15, because I want to make sure I'm doing this right too. You shall count, because verse number 15 goes into the Feast of Weeks, which is the days of every of the uh, 50 days, counting the 50 days to Pentecost. And verse number 15 says, you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaves of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number 50 days, and you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. You shall bring out of your habitation two wave loaves of two tenth deals. There shall be a fine flour. You shall be baking it with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Lord. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year and one young bullock and two rams. And they shall be for burnt offering unto the Lord with their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs. And they shall be holy to the Lord for the, for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be in holy convocation unto you. You should do no severe work therein. It shall be a statue forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest. Neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. So it sounds like to me that from, from the way I'm understanding this, is that on the seventh, on the Sabbath, I think uh, a sacrifice takes place because you're doing seven uh, lambs. I don't think they did everything on the 50th day. And you shall offer, verse number 18 is why I'm saying that. And you shall offer with the lamb, with the bread, seven lambs without blemish of the first year and one yard bullock and two and two rams. Okay. I have to look at that. That's interesting. Is anyone else seeing this? 
Is anyone else reading this? Is anyone else paying attention? <laughs> Let me get some input here. What do you guys think? You think they did this at one time? Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Because I'm like, I don't think they did that at one time. Because so you shall offer that day when you have weighed the sheaf and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. Okay. Okay, let me see what else I'm looking at here. Let me go ahead on while you're looking at that and get some understanding about that. Because basically what I had read was that that with the first fruits, it was a waving of the sheaves. They did it every day until the Shavuot, which is the Pentecost or Feast of Weeks. It didn't break down about the sacrificing of the lamb, not like it's doing on in the Bible, but with the reading that I read was just pretty much the waving of the sheaves of grain. And this is done every day until the Feast of Weeks as a Shavuot. And it's rarely celebrated. This is rarely celebrated, but for followers of Christ, it is significant for it was also the day of his resurrection. So Pentecost, we know, is the day of Christ's resurrection. And it's so significant because God instructed them to do this for 50 days. And here we see that on day 50 is, is the same, um, no, not day 50, but Pentecost is where the Holy Ghost came down. I'm sorry. But the first fruits, day three, was the day of his resurrection. So the first day of the first fruits is the third day after the Passover, which is the third day we know that Christ rose from the grave. And then, like I said, you count 50 days down, it's Pentecost. Okay, I found it. Okay. So, so there's, remember it talked about the three, uh, it's three offerings in this, in this um, celebration. Mm -hmm. it, so it's the burnt offering, which is the lamb. Mm -hmm. Then the meal offering and the drink offering. So okay. the lamp is the burnt offering, so it's only one time. Okay. All right. All right. And that's done on day three. Yes. I, I didn't mean to hop on that, but I was just trying to, I was like, well, wait a minute. They going to kill a lamb every day? <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that the waving of the sheaves, the waving right. of the, is done every day. Right, but it didn't but, say specifically how many times to kill the lamb. It just said, you shall bring the lamb. And so then when I was doing my research, the mm -hmm. lamb is the burnt offering. So there's the three commands, the, the burnt okay. offering, the meal offering, and the drink offering. Thank you God, so much. Thank you for the welcome. Welcome. I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like saying, do they really? I don't think they do. I got to look that up. But anyway, thank you so much, Prophetess, for clarifying that. Okay, so now we understand what, what took place on the day of the first fruits. It's day number three. They did the, the burnt offering, the meal offering, and the drink offering, correct, prophetess? Drink offering. Okay, and they also, it also correlates with the time of Christ's resurrection. 
So I think that is something that's, that, this, that you cannot tell me this is coincidental. So now we talk about the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, most, um, which is most commonly known as, um, and it's pronounced Shavuot, 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 S-H-A-V-O-O-O-T-E, Shavuot. It is the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Um, it's also known as Feast of Harvest and the Latter Fruits. What takes place on this Feast of Weeks, which we're talking about, is they the new grain of summer wheat harvest is offered unto the Lord. That's the first fruits. Um, and what they do is, like I said, every day they would go out into the field and they would take this, this bundle of grain and they would wave it before the Lord. Um, it shows um, joy and thankfulness for the Lord's blessing of a harvest. Um, Another uh, significant time of this year is called Matin Torah, which is called, which, is, which means giving of the law. It is believed that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments during this time as well. So some people celebrate the first fruits, they call it Matin Torah, where they read, um, you know, certain uh, scriptures in the Bible. Um, and they also celebrate the giving of the Ten Commandments. And when it's celebrated, when they celebrate this uh, Matim Torah, giving of the law, children receive treats for memorizing scripture. And another thing that they do during the celebration is they read the Book of Ruth um, during this holiday. Now, Shavuot or Pentecost is also a popular day for Jewish confirmations. A lot of Jewish confirmations are done on the uh, Pentecost day. And once again, it is another holiday that is required for Jewish males to travel to Jerusalem to appear before the Lord. So looking at these two, I wanted to put these two together because these are the last two, even though Passover, unleavened bread and first fruits are all celebrated around the same time. And then you got 50 days later comes the weeks, uh, Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Um, I wanted to bring them together because they all, you know, like I said, they all correlate to the, the death and the resurrection of Christ. Also the, the day of Pentecost, because when they were in the upper room, that was the day of Pentecost. It was the 50th day and they were holding the Shavuot in the upper room. And that's when the Holy Ghost came and fell on the people in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Um, so let's see how we see Jesus in this thing. So going back to the first fruits, Yam Habikorim, which is the first fruits. It's, it's a picture of Jesus' resurrection. Okay. Oh, my little thing showed up. I see him now. <laughs> Sorry. It is a picture of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus rose on the third day of, of Passover season, Nisan 16th, the day of first fruits.
the Apostle Paul, a Jewish believer and rabbi, wrote, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. And that is in 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 15, verses 20, 22 to 23, NIV. Jesus' resurrection is the promise of the future resurrection of believers. And then we can go to John 5, 28 and 29. It talks about that. Although most believers in Jesus had never heard of Yom Habikorim, they celebrated as Resurrection Day or Easter. So for the Jews, it's Yom Habikorim. For us, for the saints, it's Resurrection Day. And for the ants, it's called Easter. Because <laughs> ah, I remember Pastor Tamara Bennett said, how dare you call it Easter? I will never, ever call this day Easter. It is Resurrection Day. It is the day that my God got up. And amen to that. So whatever happened, what other events that happened during this time? Manna, the manna which God gave, provided from heaven as food for the Israelites while they wandered in the wilderness, stopped after they crossed the Jordan River into the Promised Land. So during this time, biblically, historically, manna was given. Um, also, Queen Esther risked her life to save the Jewish people from annihilation. Of course, we know Jesus rose from the third day, from the dead on the third day. And since the temple was destroyed in AD 70, first fruit sacrifices and offerings are no longer offered on this day. Today, Jews use this day to begin the counting of days, Omer. On the 33rd day of counting the Omer, a minor rabbinical holiday called Lag the Omer is celebrated where campfires are built and people roast potatoes and sing songs. I don't know what that is. That's another. Hey, hey mom, can I ask a question real quick? Yes, you may. You said Esther gave herself for a sacrifice on the first fruits? During that time, yes. During the time in the holiday, Queen Esther risked her life to save the Jewish people from annihilation. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is dope. Okay, thank you. Oh, you want to share? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's reading about the women of the Bible right now, so uh, you might have just gave her a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gave her a nugget. Okay, yeah, okay. We'll take that nugget. So it's 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 so this is this is like it's so crazy how all these things, how different things happen around at the same on the same day, on the same day. I mean, yeah. I, it's just amazing to me that Christ rose on the first fruits. I mean, you know, how can I say it? I know you know Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, and I know about the Passover and. You know, it just didn't, I guess it just didn't connect. The dots didn't connect for me until I really started studying and studying. Like, okay, wait a minute, hold up. So Passover, Christ was crucified on Passover. So the last supper was Passover. It was the Seder meal that they had. Because that was the last supper that he had with them. 
I, that was the Seder. It was the Passover. I said, oh, it didn't join, it didn't, you know, and then later on that night, and we know that their days, Seder started at sunset. So from sunset to sunset, the next day was a day. So even though it, was, it may have been daytime, and I don't know when they talked about the certain hour where the, the, the sky went dark, it was still considered Passover. So even though, because they said they whipped them all night long, you know that song, they whipped them all, they did, but it was still Passover. So the next day for us, which is still the same day for them until sunset, he was crucified. And I'm like, wow. So I knew that during that time, Christ was crucified, but I didn't realize that it was Passover. It was still Passover, because I'm thinking Last Supper, okay, they had a meal, so the next day they got him and, and beat him. And they hung him and they killed him, and so it was the next day, but it wasn't. It was the same day, according to their calendar, according to how they, um, did their days. It's their days start at sunset, sundown, from sundown to sundown, which gives me a more understanding of how this all played out. That makes sense? Did anybody else understand that before this, or, or is it, was it just me? <laughs> Am I that slow <laughs> to figure it out, or did you guys understand that or knew that all along? Please share, because it's okay if you did, and I'm the only one in the, in, the, in the bunch that didn't realize it, but it's okay. It was probably meant for me to know. But um, that's amazing to me. I don't know how anybody else, but I didn't. I honestly didn't put two and two together until I really sat down, really looked at this calendar, and really understood. That's why I. it's important, I feel, that to me, I don't know anybody else, but I think it's important to understand how you know, things correlate biblically to get a better understanding and get a, a get a better insight on how certain things worked out so we can understand all the ins and outs of the word of God, all the ins and outs of the people of God. And, you know, not saying, like I said before, I'm not trying to take on and say we're going to convert to Judaism or anything like that, but it's good to understand to get an understanding of the Bible, get an understanding of their culture, get an understanding of the life of Christ. And during that time that he walked on the earth, what things were going on and how things were viewed. And, and like even the holidays, like this to me is amazing that, that, you know, this coincides with his death. And then the unleavened bread. And then the first fruits. First fruits is when he rose from the, his resurrection day. No one else is excited? Oh, I'm excited. I think as Christians, <laughs> we forget that Jesus was Jewish. And um, there are a lot of Jewish Christians nowadays, but we forget, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of people forget that Jesus was Jewish. And so even when we read about these feasts, we kind of skip over them. Because yeah. even when they, the celebrations, even when... Um, when Jesus was a small boy, remember they were going to a feast, a celebration, a holiday, and and Joseph and Mary couldn't find Jesus, but he was yep. about his father's business. Yeah. So those kind of things we all kind of skip over, but it's relevant that we to understand who he was in the culture of the day, but understand that he was Jewish. Right. You know. And some of the things that that took place, like once again, 
the Passover. I did not know, it did not dawn on me until I read this, that the Passover was the Seder and he was doing the Seder meal at Passover. The Last Supper was the Seder meal. How many knew that? How many knew that the Last Supper was the Seder meal, that it was the Passover? I, I didn't know that my grandmama house, I just remember the picture. <laughs> exactly. I didn't either. Exactly, exactly. So the Last Supper was the Seder meal that I, we talked about last, uh, the other week when I was telling you about the different things on the plate. He did that. He performed that. That's why when he came down to the bread, unleavened bread, he said, this is my body. And he broke it. And he blessed it. He said, do this in remembrance of me. That's why he kind of he shifted the Last Supper. He put it back on him. That's what I was saying last time. I'm, I lost something. I'm trying to find it. That's why I'm hustling. You've seen me move. Give me ruffling around, but I'll find it afterwards. I don't want to be too distracted. But that's why when he did the Last Supper, he said, this is my blood. Drink of this. You know, do this as often in remembrance of me. They were doing this in remembrance of the Lord, but he was saying it, doing it in remembrance of me. So he kind of shifted that. He put all eyes on him at the Last Supper. Now, some of them got it. Some of them didn't because they were saying, why are you talking about eating your flesh? Eat your flesh. Remember they were talking about people couldn't get with him because he, could, he was talking about eat my flesh and drink my blood. And some of the people couldn't get with that. They didn't understand what he was talking about. Because yeah. he was the lamb. He was the sacrifice. Because they commemorate the sacrifice of the lamb in the, in the, in the, the quick exodus out of Egypt. So he was the burnt offering. Exactly. And so when we when we talk about the Last Supper, all we talk about is doing communion time. We repeat that what we repeat, and then we talk about Judas, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But he he did the Seder meal. He was doing the Seder meal. Um, he was doing the Seder. They don't call it Seder meal, but he was doing the Seder at that time. And that was that to me was like wow. Okay, that's a light bulb moment for me. And then I read about the first fruits. I'm like, oh, wow. Day three, first fruits. And you go and you, this is the crazy thing. Day two, you go and get a grain of, you get a, 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 a sheaf of grain and you bundle it. That means you bind it up and you sit it in the middle of the field. You bind it up and sit it in the little field. And then on day two, you go back and you cut it down and you prepare it for the offering. And then on day three, you go back out there and you wave it before the Lord. I'm like, if y'all don't see the death, burial, and resurrection right here on these three days. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 wait. Uh, oh my gosh. So the, I just had a revelation. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but when, you were, when we were talking about waving the sheets and you were just talking about it, the burnt offering, we're waving the sheaves, but then we have the palms when we're singing Hosanna, Hosanna before the crucifixion. With, I'm just thinking that the sheaves reminded me of the palms that were being waved. That's all. No? No. The sheaves, <laughs> okay. the sheaves came, um, that was, wasn't that, the, wasn't that Palm Sunday or something like the week before? Right. Yeah, what Palm day? Sunday was when Jesus was walking and was riding on the, the donkey. The donkey, right. And they were praising him, right. Yep. But yeah. I was just one, wondering, since so they were waving, the priests were waving, they were waving the sheaves unto the Lord. 
But see, the sheep that they're waving unto the Lord is grain. It's the new grain. It's gotcha, the harvest. Gotcha. It's the harvest. It's the harvest. That's why they call him the first fruits of many. Because the day he got up, he was the first fruits of many. He was the first to be. I like that. To resurrect from the grave. He was the first to come up from the grave, to come from death to life. He was the first fruit. And it was on day three, the first day that they, they waved the, the grain. I mean, you cannot, it, this is not coincidental. You can't tell me this is coincidental. No. This was all in the plan of God. And Jesus tied in with every holiday that's on here. That was the crazy, that was the amazing thing. That's why I wanted to break this down and, and share this. Because it's like he ties into every holiday. Every holiday that we went over, he tied into. And then here we got Pentecost. After 50 days, Pentecost, you do the, first, you do the Feast of Weeks for seven days. And then on the 50th day is Pentecost. And that's the Shavuot. And let's see how that ties in. Okay. Now, so on the uh, Pentecost, Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem following his crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. They were all together in the upper room for the Shavuot on the 50th day after the Sabbath of Passover week. Thus, the first day of the week, the Holy Spirit filled the house with a sound like a mighty wind that appeared to be tongues of fire and filled the disciples. The apostle Peter referred to the prophet Joel who said that God would pour out his spirit on all flesh. Paul Peter also said that the risen and exalted Jesus has poured out the Holy Spirit. The people responded to Peter's message with repentance and more than three thousand were baptized in the book of acts chapter 2 37 through 40. the new covenant between god and israel in jeremiah 31 31 hebrews 9 14 to 15 is initiated on shavuot 50 days after the death of christ so when he poured out his when the people came and got filled with the holy spirit that was the new covenant between God and Israel on Shavuot. Is that a jaw-dropping moment or what? God is amazing because when you look hindsight, he had it all planned out. Exactly. That was he had he, it all he, planned out. It he was knew all in the plan of God. He knew how his son was going to be born. He knew how they were going to celebrate. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Everything. Everything and we Everything. think that he don't think about us. Eriting, Eriting, Eriting was all in the plans of God. <laughs> Eriting. Now let me read this, and I'm gonna, then I'm gonna pop up this other screen. Shavuot is celebrated 50 days after Passover, so it became known as Pentecost because Pentecost means 50 in Greek. Greek. The days from Passover to Shavuot are counted at weekly Sabbath services. Special foods for this holiday are dairy foods, such as cheesecake and cheese blitzes, because the law is compared to milk and honey. So we got to make a cheesecake. 
on um, Pentecost Sunday. Joy and Mary Louise. Home city. Oh, wow. Amen for <laughs> the cheesecake. Homes and synagogues are decorated with flowers and greenery, which represent the harvest and the Torah as a tree of life. Observant Jews often spend the night reading and studying the Torah. Um, some of the, uh, fix, the Feast of Weeks readings is in Hebrews, uh, scriptures, Exodus 34, 22, Deuteronomy 16, 9 to 10, Second Chronicles 8, 13, and Ezekiel chapter 1. That's a traditional reading on Pentecost. And um, in the New Testament, some of the readings is Acts 2, 1 through 41, 20 and 16, 1 Corinthians 16 and 8, and James 1 and 18, because they talk about the Pentecost on those days. So um, according to the Torah, it's the Hebrew scripture, but, you know, New Testament, like, you know, modern day Jewish cultures, they read it, um, they read the New Testament as well. Um, so one more thing, and then I'm going to wrap it up. So is this amazing or what? This was like really, that, that, that just made my whole climax of this whole study was like, oh my God, this is so good. But I want to show you one more thing on my other calendar, which I hope I can pull up, which is this one. Do you see the Feast of Booths down on the bottom, down here? Let me get my, my marker going to work. Hold on. Let me get my marker. You know, I like to play with this now. I'm... I'm I'm a pro at this now. You see down here, sorry. Hey, go back. Right here. Feast of Booths. Remember we talked about that? And look how the line goes straight up to here. You see this line? Is that amazing or what? <laughs> I was just telling Tyree I was just telling Tyree like I really wish I knew like around the time Jesus was actually born and here we go <laughs> oh yeah 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 wow yeah okay and see over here it says Jesus was not crucified in late June He was crucified during the Passover. And see how all these holidays relate to, um, now these appear, remember we talked about the fulfillment, how Jesus fulfilled all of these? These down here are yet to be fulfilled. He already did these. These are good. Check, check, check. All those are done. But these down here have yet to be fulfilled. And this is where they're talking about um, some, some theologians um, talk about the fact that this is count, uh, the trumpet, sounding of the trumpet. There's different scripture references about the, uh, we shall not all sleep, but the dead in Christ and the sound of the trumpet and the twinkling of an eye, we all shall be changed. When it talks about the trumpet blast, they're talking about this. They're, they're, they're 
they are comparing that to what is yet to come, which is going to be the, um, the rapture, the trumpet sound. And I'm a firm believer. I don't know about anybody else because this right up here, all this up here, this all up here is just too much for me to, to grasp. I mean, I'm just like, I'm amazed at all this up here, this up here. I'm just, I'm blown. And if he fulfilled, and if Christ, God, planned all of this to happen so, I mean, down to the dates and the, 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 the symbolism and the, and what it signified about the Passover, take a lamb without a spot, a spot or blemish and take the blood and apply it to the doorpost. And when I see the blood, I will cross over. You know, come on. And then you got Jesus getting crucified the same day. Mm -mm. And then he rose on the third day and that's the, the feast of fruits. I mean, these holidays were in place before Christ ever came. These holidays down here are in place. And Christ hasn't come back yet. And he's supposed to come back. It's a second coming. Solemn Assembly, Festival of Boots, Trumpet Blast, Day of Atonement. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Y'all better get ready. We better get ready. This is this is just amazing to me. Anybody got any other questions? Do you see all this was going on? Ain't this something? And then we have this right here. Hmm. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. But that's about it. That's all I had for us on tonight. So um, anybody got any other questions or any comments? Anything they want to say concerning? I'm just throwing up pictures. <laughs> Anyone comments, questions? No comments or questions or anything. Well, maybe a comment. No questions, but it's, all of this is like really, really interesting. I, I've, I've enjoyed this a lot. I've enjoyed it a lot. Great. I'm glad you did. That made me feel good. And you can even see how this, I mean, this is like, I mean, it's more, as you can see, if you go to that Hebrews, what was it? Hebcal.com, the Hebrew calendar. You can see uh, there was a lot more, um, a lot more holidays that were being um, on there. Where is it? Let me see if I can put it on there. I don't know who that is. Oh, I got Facebook on here. Hold on, y'all. There we go. That's the Maccabees. That's the information about the Maccabees. But yeah, I did my little research. There it is. Remember this? If you go on here, there's so many different holidays. Mm. 
Oh, look at all that. This calendar itself, I didn't mean to open up this one. But all these different ones, see all these different um, holidays that we didn't even talk about. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of different holidays that we don't even, that we haven't even um, celebrated or talked about. So there it is. There they go. These are all the holidays. Remember, there's major holidays. Those are the ones we kind of stuck with. Then there's minor holidays, all of these. Remember, they talked about the days of Omer. I don't know what that's all about, but there it is. And then there's minor fasts. There's the one for Esther. They, they had a holiday when they fast on Esther. Yeah. And these are special Shabbats. Shabbats. And Rosh Kadesh and all these different things. Yeah, now Rosh Kadesh is like the new moon. So Rosh Kadesh is, is, is always the first day of the month. And so for um, the new year, which is going to be taking place in September, can't find it. Rosh Hashanah. Duh. There it is. September 30th this year. So on September 30th, oops. Oh, I'm sorry. Here it is, September 19th is the new year. You see that? And so we'll be in 5781. All right, I'm done sharing my screen. You guys are a great crowd. <laughs> so, um, that ends our study on the Hebrew and Jewish holidays, um, the feasts and holidays of the Bible, the different ones that are celebrated and, and this correlation with uh, Christ. Um, I wanted to point that out. And it's good to have, like I said, it's good to have an understanding of you know the holidays and things that they do and things that are celebrated in the Bible. And it's amazing how it correlates with, um, the, with, the, uh, with our, Jesus. Sorry, my nose is itchy. So, so for next month, I hope you guys got your books. Screw tape letters. I started reading this and Prophetess Patrice, this is good. This is a good book. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting because um, how it's, how it's, um, how it's formatted. It shows um, did anybody else start reading it at all? Has anyone started reading it? I listened to the audio book. Oh, you cheater. You cheater. <laughs> <laughs> so what chapter are you on? You know, did the whole thing. In the audio book, I did the whole thing. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired if you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign 
VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.